conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics, like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives. A couple that survives. He's kind of like an impetuous guy. In, in many ways, that's great. In some ways, it's tough when you're married. What leads them back to each other? Communication, conversation, and a realistic outlook on the world we live in. Your hosts, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci. This is Mooch and the Misses. Hello? Yes, girl. How are you? Good. How's Rhode are Island? You, um, up in Providence, actually Newport now. It's absolutely breathtaking. Although I'm staring out my window and they have those like little spiky things to protect from the seagulls, like dropping bird, you know what, on everything. Mm-hmm. And they're literally sitting on top of the spiky things, dropping bird, you know what, on everything. So it's not working up here, but that's fine. Okay. How are you? You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Tomorrow's so, our baby's second birthday, so I'm getting everything ready for him. So I ordered him a cake, which is coming. And um, obviously, he likes he likes eating. I mean, he I've never seen anybody get more excited over a cake pop, though. Right? You ever seen anybody? Oh he like jump. He, he likes jumps up and down like uh, he saw like a resurrection. Like a little bunny. Yeah. I know he's so cute. He's very fired up about the cake pop. So he's sleeping right now. So I'm sure. Being that I'm calling in from our house, I'm sure the silence will end shortly when he wakes up from his nap. Well, when he when he starts screaming, you can invite him onto the podcast. Oh, that's so, true. So I want to I want to talk about something with you and get your reaction. A naked man walks into a store in Vermont, and he just you know he's got a pee pee hanging out. He's obviously going <laughs> to just picture like you know old school, right? Will like Farrell like jogging on the street. You know, he just walks in. Casually doesn't say, hey, by the way, I'm naked or this is my pee pee or anything like that. He just says, hey, could I get a vintage skim latte? A little touch of vanilla syrup. He said, like, then, do you know where the, where the coffee's at? Or something like okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do you react to something like that? Is he on? Is it part of the opioid crisis? Is he smoking too much something. reefer? Is he is he on crystal meth? Or do you think that we should just go full blown like? Streaking no, naked I don't from know. now on. I don't know. I'm still I was sitting here thinking about, I don't know if the world is so crazy or it's just because we know about everything now because of social media and 24-7 news. But, like, everything that I read today, I was, like, couldn't believe, like, how ridiculous life is. Like, the naked man coming in for coffee and asking for a good spot to swim. Like, is he looking for a reaction? Like, what's Have a cup of coffee. I, I'm not going to pee in your coffee, but I'm going to pee in the swimming pool down the it's block. It's kind of disgusting, though. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, okay, but, it's nice to have a layer between someone's, like, penis and, like, the coffee cups. You know what I mean? Well, I hope that's not the case in our bedroom. I mean, no, you know, I mean, you know. No, we don't need any layers there. But honestly, just like this random old man going up to the coffee counter with everything hanging out, like his junk and stuff, that's so disgusting. Fast deferent. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was sorry. like, I thought so, you just said that now, and I was like, why no, are you saying it? No, because it's Neil. I know, but we're out of the face. studio, so I can't. Red, that's, red I thought face, that was you. Red face, Neil's popping in the bed. That's where now Uncle Neil. he's giggling. He's Uncle giggling Neil. like a small. He's giggling like a small child right now after he pressed the fast effort button. But, but Uncle all right. Neil. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess the point is so. At and around the time that you were born, I won't out your full blown age, but at the time you were born, you think there were I naked think people. Okay, so in 1979, then people were walking into like coffee shops naked and saying, "Hey, can I have a cup of coffee?" Do I don't you think know, but like, I, right, right as I was reading that, I read that this woman. I was reading a post article that this woman is in love with inanimate objects, and she's about to marry a chandelier named Lumiere. And I'm like, what? You should see her picture. It's unbelievable. So are they are they giving her a marriage license or something like that? Or what are they well, doing? Well, she said she can't fully marry the thing, obviously, but she's going to have like a ceremony in her house and she's like inviting her closest friends and family. And she bought a wedding ring for the thing. I don't know. It's bizarre. And she she changed her last name to Liberty because she supposedly she lives in London or no Leeds, England. And she supposedly was having this ongoing like long distance romance with the Statue of Liberty. So she changed her last name to Liberty. I mean, you can't make the, like are people this crazy or what? I mean, what is going on? Mercury's in retrograde. Well. Forever. Uh, you know, Mercury may be in retrograde, but I think uh, Rand Paul's entire career is in retrograde. Okay, this this guy, Rand Paul, comes to New York looking for money every six years, begging everybody on Wall Street for money. And he's one of the few jokers inside the Senate that doesn't vote for the 9-11 first responders bill. So, I mean, what do you think of that? I think this guy's a complete joke. He's a complete hypocritical joke. To just pass a quadrillion dollar spending bill, but he wants to shortchange uh, New York City firemen and New York City police officers that have like smoked melting metal in their lungs from 17, 18 years ago after 9 11. What the hell's wrong with these people? It's a shame. I think there's only two people that didn't vote for it, but obviously, I don't, you know, that's the thing about this. Obviously, people need to understand that it takes money to pay for things like this. But then there's obviously things, just like you just said, that don't need to happen or this in such of a grand, like you don't need as much money for some things that aren't as important. You have to find a way to, you know, give a little bit to everybody, especially important things like this. So I don't know. It's called balancing. And I don't think they're very good at doing that. It's like, oh, let's give like five gazillion dollars to something that doesn't have anything to do with people's lives or anything like that. And we'll just toss all this money there willy nilly. But then people can't breathe and they're dying because they were trying to help others after our city was blown to pieces, which in turn was basically our whole country was attacked. And we don't want to approve the bill. I mean, I don't know. No, I think the guy's disgusting. So, I mean, I've given him money before, and uh, we'll never see money again from okay, me for his campaigns. I, mean, I think the guy's, I also guy's read disgusting. An article, yeah, but so I'm reading an article about Bill de Blasio traveling for this dumbass campaign because no, he has a 0% approval rating. No, no one in hell is voting for this person. Maybe his wife will vote for him. Right. And he's using New York City police and firemen as his security detail when he goes out of state. Meanwhile... 
he is the biggest piece of shit and has zero respect for the NYPD or FDNY. He had everyone turning on the cops and he but he can use them for his see that's what like really bothers me like like people like when Beyonce was like going against the cops and I'm saying to myself okay so when you have an enormous concert and you have all the cuckoo la la crazy people that are obsessed with you come to this thing who do you think is protecting you against them like come on you know what I mean people are so hypocritical and backward I don't think anyone's thinking. I can't read the news because I get so hyped up over people and their twisted views. Dragging well, their testicles on the floor. Will you? Will you? Yeah, I mean, well, Beyonce doesn't have testicles now. But, but, um, were you? Were you? Uh, were you looking at the news last night where they were throwing water on the cops up in the yeah. box, or where mm-hmm. was it Harlem? I I don't know where it was, but like, no, I mean, that is that is absolutely disgusting, don't you think? But I so I really was in full blown like um, mom mode. So what what was the purpose of why why were they doing that? No, they were just basically they were had a protest going, and the okay, cops were that? there. I think it was an Antifa, like you know one of these oh, okay. like radical mm-hmm. like left wing groups, and they started throwing water on the cops. And so the cops, you know, they're not allowed to engage anymore pursuant to the orders from uh, Bill de Blasio. The the police commissioner is sort of uh, following the orders of Bill de Blasio. So he's disengaging the cops. So they're getting totally disrespected on the street. You know, Bill Bratton and Giuliani and guys like that, Bernie Carrick, they would never tolerate that. It was like it was like a reprehensible thing. But they have to walk around with this bozo protecting him. When he decides to run for president and roam around the country, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. So unfair. No, exactly. Exactly. So, but no, I guess the the point I'm I'm making is though, how do you change it though? Because who the hell is going to run for mayor next time, and is the person going to be worse than De Blasio? Like, how the hell do you change this stuff? Well, I mean, how is that even possible? I guess I it, it could be worse. Well, but... I mean, I don't know. I mean. I didn't think anybody could be worse than Mayor Dinkins and then Bill de Blasio showed up. Yeah, but we had like a bunch of good people in between. <laughs> Thank God. Or else we wouldn't even have a city anymore. We'd be like in shambles. So hopefully. So, I mean, speaking people... of like really incompetent politicians, the well where I had it, and I, know, I mean, I mean, I know AOC, mm-hmm. there's an op ed in the Wall Street Journal. It's actually an interesting op ed, though. It's pretty compelling. Basically saying that the no, Democrats... No, I to read it, but I can... I have so many users. I have to... I need help of my brain. My brain is not working at peak, I don't know, whatever. Well, well, I can't matter? remember any of my passwords, so I can never remember my Wall Street Journal online password. So I always want to read these stories and these op-eds and all, and I can never get onto the things. So I'm like, ah. All right, well, when anyway. I get home, I'll give you the, I'll give you the password, but... The gist of the thing is that the establishment Democrats and the status quo, the American people are basically done with the establishment. And the establishment, as you know, I've argued, has basically failed the country. They racked up a, a gajillion dollars of debt, 22 trillion and counting. They've destroyed the infrastructure. They don't put any money towards anything that's worth, like, you know, airports, bridges or tunnels educational system has been blown to pieces. And so the point basically is that you, you're, you're going to have to beat Trump by radicalizing. 
And so the Democrats should team up with AOC. So I want to give my two cents, and then I would like to hear your take. I actually think it's an interesting point because Democrats typically do better, honey, Mm -hmm. when they pick somebody that's below the age of 50, Mm -hmm. like Barack Obama, John Kennedy, Bill Clinton. Republicans do better when they pick somebody that's above the age of 60. That's to do with the way their voters and the base of voters and the participation rate. So so what do you think? Do you think they should go to the left? I can tell you what Trump's thinking about this, by the way. But well, no, he's hoping that they do because he is no question. If they act so crazy, he'll win. I don't have but time no. to go with three different names. We'll call it Cortez. Oh my yeah. god! I know he's really nuts, right? And then five minutes later, he says Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. After he oh says he god. he can't, he doesn't have the time. You know what I mean? Loco. He's too much. So. Um, yeah, he's hoping that they do go extreme, radical left. It'll help him out. but And it'll even help him out with people that don't want to help him out, like me. Because, right. you know, like today I'm reading about this Miss Michigan. She gets dethroned mm-hmm. because she says something. Nobody can talk like a real person or have any unique thoughts or have an opinion uh, anymore. And I, I think we're becoming this really boring, vanilla, blanket statement, wet dish rag, blah society. It's like you can't say or do anything or else you're deemed a racist or you're deemed whatever you're deemed. I can go on and on. But this is the kind of stuff I can't take. Like the Macy's department stores were calling silly plates because it says like skinny jeans, mom, you know, and it has like circles on the portions. If you're going to go off a deep end and be in a corner rocking yourself in a fetal position because Macy's is selling a plate as a joke about portion size, I mean, come on. Like, you can't even joke about anything anymore, or you can't have an opinion, a real opinion about anything. The the girl from Michigan, at one point, I guess over the past two years ago, she's a conservative. She tweeted that her college campus has a stand where they're trying where they where they're promoting hijabs and they want women in the student union to try on hijabs and she's like what is this like is it a new fashion statement or it's not it's no longer a religious thing or are they trying to promote women's suppression you know and i agree with that like why would they have that on you know what i mean they don't have nun habit kiosks in the like it's a random thing to do but to say no to it or have an opinion about how weird that seems, she gets stripped of her title. Is that not strange? So this all well, yeah, with it's, that whole thing. Yeah, but it's politically correct shaming. It's uh, it's like the losers at Tufts did to me. There was a guy here at this event I'm at, and he's uh, a trustee at Tufts. He heard me speak, and he was like trying to like, you know, well, you know, you're a Tufts alum. I said, hey, dude, I disown that university. I won't go near that university. And by the way, you know, it's not out of hatred in that it's total apathy. I mean, the worst thing you can do is feel apathetic about something. You know, I'm like, dude, I got no interest in Tufts. I got a hundred other no, charities. No, actually, that's the best, on. most liberating feeling, whether no, it be know, about I, a person yes, or I agree with that, but my point is, no is that like, care, that's like the best yeah, feeling. I was like looking at the guy like, dude, I could care less about Tufts. I mean, I never want to set foot on that campus again. 
They decided that because I supported uh, Donald Trump that they were going to kick me off of the board of the Fletcher School. Like I could care less. All they did was save me uh, charity donation checks. It was a. But this is the thing. Know, it's like, when you know, are we so going to get back to reality? We're never going back to liberal. reality, though, right? No, no, it's going to get worse. If, if Trump wins, there's going to be a full blown, like, grand mal seizure on the side. Or maybe I just upset epileptics. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. There'll be a lot of distress on the left. That's what I'm saying. You can't even say anything anymore. It's just a bad situation. People can no longer um, tell the difference between a joke. Um, or a real opinion, or if you have an opinion, they think that that opinion is steeped in some, like, deep, deep sort of hatred or bias, which doesn't necessarily mean that. I could think situationally, I could think something is not right in the situation, but that doesn't mean that that's my core belief about something. So there's there's no differentiation on anything. Everything is all lumped in. Like if you say one thing, that means you're this. If you say that thing, you're something else. And I I just can't live like this. Like I'm reading that Berkeley changed all the things about um, it's no longer a manhole cover. It's called like a working... maintenance hole or something like that. Yeah. Like, come on. Who cares? Honestly, if these are the things that bother you... like What are they going to do with the word... What are they going to do with the word history? Because it's his story. So right. what is Berkeley going to do with the history department? Are they going to call it herstory? Or are they going to call it people story? Like, what are they going to do? I mean, I don't or know. Or human story. Human story. I don't know. What are they doing? I don't know. Because, but I mean, I'm did a, they I'm forget that? They're not doing a good enough proofreading? In many ways. I, am, I, I would not consider myself a conservative in any in, in, at all. And... The fact that this kind of stuff bothers me, I mean, there has to be somebody else out there like me on the planet. I mean, Bill Moore is like that, though. Bill Moore hates this politically correct stuff. He thinks it's destroying the society. But but, but, but let me let me ask you this, okay, because I want to switch subjects and get your opinion on this because it's mm-hmm. threaded into this. Bernie Sanders wants a $15 minimum wage Well, that's for another hypocrite. And remember okay. the day and now he's he was that, a hypocrite? And right. then someone kept... Uh, people lashed out at me. Oh, what? I forget what they even said because they blocked it out. But I said, random 4 a.m. thought Bernie hypocr- uh, Bernie Sanders is a hypocrite because he raked in all that money off of his book, but he like is spouting all of these socialistic, you know. Right. And hate, and yeah, so you're saying that his supporters like went on a hate rant against you? I remember that. No, I remember that. But honestly, right. they're blind because the guy made gazillions of dollars off of his book. It's like three houses. Right. Flying around in a private jet. Right. But he Come doesn't on. want to pay his he's supporting the fifteen dollar minimum wage to put restaurants and you know, AOC's bar is out of business, right? And they said to the guy, Well, why is your bar out of business? Well they raised the minimum wage and they increased the regulations. See, I can't afford to keep the place open. Right. So AOC and her pack of left wing radicals knocked the bar that she got started in out of business. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, so now Bernie Sanders doesn't want to pay the market, you know, the unnatural market rate of $15 an hour. He's trying to pay him 12 or $13 an hour. Well, there's like a revolt and, 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 by his staff. Yeah, so now they're, yeah, so now they're striking on him. No? Yeah, they said they can't afford to live. Yeah, But, I, I mean, 
I don't know. So then if he's such a socialist and he's such a bleeding heart, he should take some money from his book proceeds and pay his staff. Don't you think? Yes. That's why I love these people. So misguided. I don't know everything. I don't know anything. But I think that when if people would stop, take a minute, talk things out, we could probably come up with a great solution to so many of these problems. People are so intelligent. You know what I mean? And I think about all this stuff, I have, if anyone could see what's in my brain, they'd be afraid. But like yesterday, I took my nephew to the grocery store to return all of the plastic bottles that we used over the weekend. Um, so he makes a little bit of money and we kind of help the planet out, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, there are so many geniuses. How is it that the left and the right can't get together and figure something out about recycling and how we um, get rid of garbage without hurting the environment and like a long-term solution about that so that our planet isn't destroyed? And how come we can't come up with something about how to help the people who went down to uh, Ground Zero on 9-11 and help them in their biggest time of need like they did for everybody else. Like, if we would just talk and stop being so ridiculous, just like it isn't in a personal relationship. Like, when you and I are fighting and we're seriously fighting and we're not hearing the other person, you get nothing done. So we're just in some crazy state of, I don't know what, what to even call it. The whole world is upside down, in my opinion. Well, you you think Trump is creating some of that, or or, or no? I mean, he's right he's about symptomatic a lot of things. It? He's symptomatic of it, but he's let me say he's right about some things. And what's you right about? I think people want to be too PC. Everything has to be thought about, and nobody can have an original thought or opinion, and you have to be very measured and all that stuff, and that's absolutely no way to live. Nothing gets done. People aren't their true selves. No one has original personality or character, and that's completely crazy and boring, and that's like no way to live, and we can't, the society will turn to absolute dog shit if we all act like droids, you know, Mm -hmm. but in some ways, he's too extreme about it. And he needs to tailor it back a little bit. You don't have to be so measured, but you don't have to be so blatant and ridiculous and poke a fire, you know, uh, use a fire poker on everybody's rib cage. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's no happy medium. It's either one or the other. And that's what's driving me absolutely crazy. Well, you know, Boris Johnson, as you know, uh, has been elected the prime minister of, of mm-hmm. Great Britain. People compare him to Trump, but he's had a much different background, and it's it's he had a different educational set and a different life experience than Trump. But one of the things that you can compare is he does sometimes do some malaprops, and he does sometimes do some outrageous things. But he is also symptomatic to what is going on in Great Britain. So it's not just the United States that's experiencing no, it's this. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same in France. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. But the other thing that I know is that, well, I don't, like I said, I don't know anything, but what was I even going to say? I'm so no, you were talking about it being everywhere. You're talking about Boris Johnson and Trump and the anxiety of the middle and oh, lower no. class. Oh, no, we had dinner with somebody last weekend or this past Friday night, whatever, and they said something so poignant and it made so much sense. And it really resonated with me, and it's true. And I think you actually said this on one of the shows you were on over the weekend. 
that Trump isn't racist. It's not about or femi- or or um, gender, you know, bias or whatever. Maybe in some ways he is, but in the stuff he was saying about the four ladies and the squad, whatever people are calling them, that could have been anybody. He would have said that to anybody. It's that they don't have to be from a different uh, background than him. They don't have to be a woman. They don't. Ha- he will say what he thinks to anybody about anything. So he doesn't discriminate. Yeah, but but, you know okay, but I mean? my my point though is in that, and I was debating him. Obviously, is that I don't believe Trump is a racist, and I do believe that to a point. But if those four women were white. He wouldn't have touched on that as hard as he did. That's just my honest opinion. Well, People can disagree. That wouldn't have made any sense. I mean, but, but you then, can't tell yeah. somebody to go back where they came from if they're, you know. All right. Okay. So that's an example of it. And then the other thing is, when you're telling somebody to come back to where they come, where they came from, and you understand what's going on in the country for 150 years and sort of the racial divide, the racial tension, that is like a very, very rough race racist trope. And it's coming from the leader of the free world. And so Trump has changed the game. I get you all that. Did you hear one of our kids yell Pokemon in the back? Yeah, I did hear it. Yes, it's a good sign that, like, <laughs> that, it's a good sign that they're not even thinking about. Right, there's a good sign that they're not even thinking about or caring about what we're talking about. But my my thing is, if the racists think you're racist, honey, then guess what? You may want to change your, your game a little bit because you could still win the presidency but then you got to govern, and why do you want to govern in an environment that's that it, that is that toxic? That's my point. You know? I agree, but I so. just think that he just doesn't even care about what he says or who you are. He'll say anything to anybody. But yes, you're, I'm sure he's playing to his base, and he's doing that to get the attention of people who are very extreme, right wing conservatives, and all that. And but I just. I just think they're so right. He's so mental that he just, I think he just says anything that he wants at any time, no matter you think who. People, you think there's the Trump fatigue? I, 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 I won't I mention names, it. but I have diehard Trump supporters that I met with about an hour ago here in Newport, Rhode Island. Diehard Trump supporters. They're like, you know, I'm exhausted. I can't take it anymore. Well, you I know, know I, I have mean, it. I, can't, I can't take it. I mean, I have it. Yeah, you know, and, I, I think mean, a lot of people have it, you no? Know? I don't remember feeling this tired when other people were in office, but you mean know, the nonsense, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember feeling like this exhausted. I don't remember debating if I should turn on the news. But then again, it was way, way more boring. It depends what you like. I mean, I married you. I like freneticism and insanity. But yeah, it does so get way, tiring. We, but that's why, I like, when you go that, away I mean, for you, like being, three, four days you're being at a interviewed time, by the Washington. You're being interviewed by the you're Washington not Post. To what I'm saying. No, because I'm interrupting now because I got to bring something up. I'm bring saying you... that it's like very good for me when I take breaks from things. Like I don't watch the TV. Including me when you take breaks from me. Yeah, like when you go on a trip, I'm like, okay, so I have time to recharge from your, like, <laughs> from your unpredictable My... nature and whatever you know. By the way, I, bashing, bashing I, I don't remember. Like, I had no time to look at anything this weekend. I looked at your Twitter feed last night, and I was, like, very embarrassed for myself. I mean, I, I don't even, can't believe you posted those videos of me. I was, like, full-blown nutbag. Get some class. 
What are you talking about? Are you talking to me? Get some class? No, oh, that oh, was oh, a soundbite. Oh, that's Neil. That's Neil firing in the soundbite. See, when you're not in the studio, it sounds like. Well, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I thought you looked great in those videos. It was like getting five to twenty thousand views in those videos, but you, no. You, but I was you like bring, drunk. You bring the wa- you bring the Washington Post journalist into the, the cash pot, and then she's interviewing you, and you say, "Yo, no, no, he's not twenty four seven. He's not as soon as he wakes up in the morning." But you are. <laughs> Okay, but I mean, nuts in like a good way or nuts like in a Trump way? Like how? Like what, how would you define? No, that? you're like more, um, way more innocent than he is. I think I don't know. Unless you Not have me fooled. No, I like, don't know. It's like I yesterday I handed you your glasses somehow between our basement and your car. You lost the glasses. Like you're just can't find them. Can't find anything. You I can't can't find a glasses. But how am I going to watch oh. him tail tonight without the glasses? It's brutal. I can't write. Oh, I don't know. I'll find some. I'll I'll find. There's another pair of glasses somewhere. Yeah, but I think I brought those back to Manassas because I was thinking, why does he need all these glasses here? Anyway, little did I know. I'm blinded. Fingered it. Blinded. Blinded. All right. Well, what else should we talk about? Well, I think that. Go ahead. Did you want to say something? Because I was interrupting you about. No, I, I I I said what I wanted to say, but but I think that the the more I think about everything, the more I'm worried because if Trump gets back in the, you know, and wins, and he ramps up the craziness, I think it's going to really exhaust people, and it could cause a backlash. Like oh, you know, you know, oh, there's some people, okay, that think Obama. Uh, created Trump the same way Bush created Obama, and uh, you know you have you're running a risk now. Of course, it, that's you know, Van, exactly Van what it Jones is. Van Jones called like, it a white lash, but now you're running the risk that Trump could create the first socialist president. He could be the George Washington of socialism in the United States by accident because of all the craziness. By the way, did you see that thing that they that is whatever? Can't even go there. Let me say it. Someone posted, I won't say who, someone in his blood, mm-hmm. his blood relative posted a picture of George Washington, but it was Trump's face. Yeah, Trump yeah, with the, with the wig and so like, forth. Come yeah. on, you wish. Yeah, not seeing that before. Wish, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know. Well, what, what I was going to say about that, it's like going from like one boyfriend to the next, usually when you have a boyfriend that's like a certain type, if he's like very quiet or something, and then you move on to the next one, you're like, oh my God, no more with the quiet, you know? So then you go on to like the loud buffoon. And then after like the loud buffoon, you're like, okay, I got to tone it down a little bit, but I'm not going to go back to like the quiet guy. I'm going to go well, back. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that you stick with the loud buffoon, honey. I'm hoping that that'll be your choice. Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's fucking attack him. It's like unbelievable. Is that right. a real well, talk? Oh, is that you saying that now? No, that's that's Uncle Neil doing his shit. If I, <laughs> if, I if I could if I could get in the studio right now, I would fucking fire Neil no. like a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I would hit Neil with a fucking bus. Oh my you know god. I mean? oh um. My god. All right. So so um. Can we talk about, talk about sex about at some testimony. point. We're not going to talk about sex right now because we got the Mueller testimony coming up. So so I mean, I, I laughed think that's when I a read. Big, I laughed when I read that, that he's going to read the, like, are you, are you kidding me? You're going to sit there and read the report? Like, what no, 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 no. He's going to, he's going to say in his testimony, I submit to you as 
part of this testimony, the report, and here's the report. You're not going to read the entire 488 pages. Yes, that's what basically he said. All right, well, if he's doing that, it's going to be a pretty long testimony. Wait, am I wrong? I mean, can Neil chime in? I don't know. Yeah, so originally that's what I thought, too. The more I read into it, it sounds like he's just going to keep referring back to his, uh, to his uh, report. So he'll be like, on page five, I said, quote, da 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 He won't answer any questions. Right, like, no unique, no original, no, unique, no new yeah, no, in, no, no. He's going to quote himself. Right, but he, he did okay, say but that, that's though. that's pretty ridiculous. No, but he did, he did say that. You know, he did say in his opening press conference, his first press conference since the report was released, that he was directionally going in that direction. So, I don't know. I mean, look, here's the bottom line. I'm too busy watching a video of uh, Trump meeting the bride at that wedding this weekend, and he's, like, looking her up and down, like... He was trying to kiss her. You see him trying to move on her? He was moving on her like a bitch. Baby baby Trump. Baby Trump. No, it's crazy. But, I mean, yeah, look, I mean... My, my my only point, I think I think this is a you know, I mean people can say what they want, but but the hypocrisy is off the charts. He's speaking about Obama and the soaring deficits, and he's railing on Obama on Twitter, and he railed on him in 2011, 12, and 13 on Twitter. Deficit, deficit, deficit. He's blown the cap off of the deficits. You know, we're 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 going to the moon, and the Republicans want national defense and they also want tax cuts the same time the democrats want massive social spending so these guys said okay great it's like you know i don't know it'd be like telling james here you go babe unlimited cake pops go nuts no i I don't know i don't know what these people are doing you know so i mean and and but somebody's have to live with it like there will be a reckoning where the dollar will continue to get devalued and the middle and lower class their living standards will go lower. They're not going to be able to sustain this. I mean, unless they start drilling for oil in all the parklands and just suck the oil out, use it to pay off the debt. I don't know. I, I'm so tired. I can't even answer your questions. All the speculating, I guess we just have to live through it and see what happens. Other than that, I don't know. Too tired. All right. Well, you're having a nice birthday celebration for your man tomorrow? Yeah, hopefully you'll be there. Was that like a shot from the beginning, or what are we going to No, you know what I realized today? I was like, yeah. oh, I'm actually, maybe I'm on the road to healing, because I didn't even realize that yesterday was, or whenever, was July 21st, which was like the day of infamy. So the day maybe, of infamy, oh, you mean my White House press conference? The day yeah, of so I feel like I'm getting better, because normally that would be like a day of like, like my head would be on fire. I didn't even say anything mean to you. Right. Trigger point. It's like punch me in the head. Right. Smack me with something. My testicles are a lot smaller than chimps. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. My testicles are, what was the name of that little thing? What do they call it? The gibbon? Gibbon. Yeah. Yeah, my testicles are the size of a gibbon. That was a quick reaction, though, last week. You were very proud of me. I went from grapefruit testicles to, like, gibbon-sized testicles in less than seven seconds. No? Yeah, well, you better recognize all right. Well, look, I mean, the bottom line is I love you very much, and uh, I am thrilled that the kid is turning two tomorrow, and he's a little bambino, and as you call him, he's Mr. Abundant Sunshine. So, 
He's doing yeah, great, thank God. Is waiting for me to get him out of his crib, so I gotta hang. All right. Well, I love you, babe, and we'll, we'll we will reconvene in studio next week. We have a comedian coming in, and so we're gonna have a little bit of fun and talk about how you get your career started as a stand-up comedian, which obviously. Oh, I guess she'll um, tell me later. Yeah. No, her name is Molly Madison, so she she has oh, her Molly own. Molly Madison. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, nice so to she, tell me. So she, she's coming in, and she's uh, she's going to be uh, um, in studio. And Neil, what time do we book her, Neil? She's coming in at 3 o'clock next week here in New 3 York. 3 o'clock. All right. So we're going to talk about how you get life started as a stand-up comedian. Like, uh, what was the name of the thing? Maisel? Miss Maisel? Yeah. Marvelous yeah. Miss Maisel. The Marvelous Miss Maisel. So... If worse comes to worse, the sky bridge blows up or you get tired of mothering, we can learn stand-up. Oh, all right. Well, I'm already good at that. I don't even need to... You're good at, you're good at stand-up? You're good at, you're good at stand-up when I'm the straight man and you're kicking me in my gibbon-sized nuts. That's oh when you're God. good at it. All right. Wait, well, Molly Madison. I think I was confusing her with somebody else. Who are you thinking it was? I was thinking of Molly... There's like a deaf comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's her not her. You know, isn't her name Molly? I'm not sure. Or Matt? You don't know who I'm talking about? Uh, no, not sure. Okay, Mo- Molly Matlin? No, Molly? I don't even know. All right, forget it. All right. Well, anyway, I think we'll have a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. All right. And I'll, well, see, I'll see you. I'll see you tonight. Okay. See everybody next Tuesday All with right. Molly Madison. We'll find out who she is. All right. God bless. Bye.